that it's all faith-based. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. do we do this? Why is this important? Uh, you know, and you know, being able to have those adults that are forming those children. You know, one of the things that I, I failed to mention earlier is that across the country, you know, including those that are coming to us from California or Illinois or Chicago, it's important that our students' mental health and their well-being is is of utmost importance. And so this year, we're um, have implemented that every school has to have two full-time employees trained in youth mental health first aid. And I know this is very important to Bishop Burns. I know he's working with Deacon Charlie, and Deacon Charlie's working with the parishes and training their deacons um, and their parish side in adult mental health first aid. But we have implemented this. Uh, And so it's training that is, you know, it's across the state. But here again, we said this is so important that we're going to make this as a policy. All right. Uh, well, we typically would be done uh, with this segment of the of the, the interview, but I don't see anybody else warming well, I, up I, I warming talking. up in the bullpen. So <laughs> we're going to keep started, on talking. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Veronica Alonso here from the Dallas uh, Schools, and it, uh, you know they they've been kind of like shifting the schedule around. So I don't even know who is next. We're it's waiting for question, Robin to Dave. come. But let me ask you about this NCEA annual conference, spring of twenty twenty three, which is really just about a half a year from now. Uh, what what is uh, National Catholic Education Association. Am yes, I right? Okay. Yes, got- it is. So that uh, is an annual conference, and it's hosted somewhere across the United States. Uh, and because all of the great things that we've accomplished over the years, they said, "Can we consider Dallas?" And we said, "Of course, yeah, we can consider yeah, Dallas." Consider it. Just get, get over here. <laughs> <laughs> why this is where it's going to be? So we were selected, and we made an announcement. Um, you know, one of the things that it allows for us to do, it allows for us to showcase all of the great things that are happening within our Catholic schools that our teachers and educators are doing. So back when the proposal window opened, I mean, we told everyone, apply, send in your proposal, because what we want is for the thousands of educators that are going to be here from across the world, um, we want for them to learn about the great things that are happening within our Diocese of Dallas Catholic schools. Um, So we're excited for that. Um, And then the other aspect is that we're able to add on this unique event that hasn't been done before. And so Thursday afternoon, towards the end of the conference, we have six of our Catholic schools that are going to open their doors for 50 Catholic educators to come Mm. tour the campus, learn how we do things, ask questions. Again, you know, how did that school get that innovation lab? Mm -hmm. What does... um, your athletic department look like what does your stem lab look like what does your dual language what does your classical school so we'll be able to offer those opportunities to the select few that sign up but we're hoping that this will be the beginning of something that ncea will do at the at the for at the future host sites that they're going to offer yeah that's quite so an honor excited. that it is coming to dallas you may, you mentioned uh, like classical schools and I, I i'd like to speak a little bit about the the variety of different kinds of schools uh uh you know the the school in, in St. Paul and Richardson has taken a very classical ap- approach, and I know there are are there still the the dual language schools. Yes. I think one of them in South Dallas was doing that. So it's not a cookie cutter. Every single oh, yeah. school exactly operating the same way. Uh, tell us about yeah. well, what the adv- advantages of that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if, if you're a parent listening, you will clearly know that all of our children are different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know what environment your child needs to thrive on. And you know what your beliefs are and what it is that you're looking for. And so, therefore, you know, some value the, the dual language program. And so Santa Clara of Assisi um, has the dual language program, which is in Oak Cliff. 
they have a new leader there, uh, Laura Watson. She comes to us as an OOPH graduate, a Bishop Dunn graduate, and then now uh, she was in the public sector for many years, and now she's a great catch that we've been able over to lead that dual language school. Um, and then we have St. Paul's, you're right, the classical school. And so our principal there, Courtney Demakas, has done a great job of building that school, building the programming, um, you know, making sure that the, that the textbooks and the literature and the approach and that their teachers are trained to fully deliver that classical model. Um, <clears throat> so, and then we have schools that have STEM labs. We have innovation labs. You know, we have some schools that have robust music, theater, and learning program. So if you're a parent, really just, you need to go visit the school. You need to ask questions and you just need to see, can my child thrive here? Mm -hmm. Is this where they will find their presence of God within the people and where they will feel comfortable? I mean, I'm a mom. And so that's what I did when I moved back to the Dallas area about six years ago. We're like, where are we going to send our son? Uh, what's the right fit for him? And then, you know, we made the transition and now he's at a, a different school for um, his next part of his learning journey. And again, we visited all of the high schools to say, okay, where's, where is he going to thrive? Where do we feel he's going to belong? And here's the thing. You're not going to pick a bad school. Yeah. All of our schools are great. Um, but at the same time, you also know your children. And so that's something that we're, um, you know, excited about to be able to do and to offer. Yes, um, and the the exciting news in Sherman about uh, St. Anne's is now uh, developing a high school. We, I saw Father Martin Castaneda and his principal were uh, speaking to him off the air earlier today. That that that's exciting news. Uh, anything that you can tell you, that's that's really very new, isn't it? It is. It, it is new. It's been and so right now they're in the feasibility study. So if you're up in that north, North Texas area and. Sherman might be a possibility and maybe you're excited we need to hear from you contact Father Martin over <laughs> and let him know I want this to come and I see the value of it and maybe it's for your grandchildren maybe it's for your godchildren maybe you just you want that presence they need to know to say okay we're going to move forward you know we also have the pre-k through 8 school that we're looking at that's in the Collin County area and so that's, you know, that's in the works to be able to look at that. And that would be a um, diocesan school. Okay. It would not be attached to a parish. Okay. That would be in Plano or? Further north. Uh, okay. At McKinney, Allen, that kind Up of area. There, yes. Okay. Do you have a name for it yet uh, or a location? We do not. We do okay. have a location. And I, I don't remember it at the moment. I should know. Yeah. Uh, but I do know that there are several parishes up there that have been involved right. in saying, sure. we want this. And how? And so there was a study that said, is it attached to a parish or do we do, we do a regional one? Mm -hmm. And they yeah. just said, you know what? We can do a regional one where the driving is easy on access from people coming in all sorts of directions. If you're driving north from Plano, you know, is this a good yeah. drop-off school? Yeah. If you're coming south from up in that north area, is this an easy or east or west? And so that's exciting. There's a group um, that's working with that. So I guess the narrative that you need to hear is that Catholic schools here in the Diocese of Dallas are thriving. Mm -hmm. um, and the Catholic population begin, is continuing to yeah, grow. Yeah. And as we get people that come to us, we just want to make sure that our, there are schools available within the vicinity to make sure that it's accessible to that. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Um, I, I don't know, is Chris coming on with us, Cecil, or uh, what? We can just keep on talking. I don't know if you're are you jumping over to the Spanish side here in a moment. I, in or a moment, Okay. Uh, Dr. Veronica, Veronica Alonso here with the uh, Dallas uh, Catholic Schools. So we appreciate her spending a little extra 
time with us as we are scrambling around. They just kind of they they we know the guests. We just don't know the order. And <laughs> yes, uh, you yes. know whoever just shows up, we talk to them next. Someone great will be coming by yeah. momentarily. I guarantee. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what, what would you say, being a product of public school education yourself, as you mentioned at the beginning? What uh, would you say to somebody who's saying, you know, you know, I think I can get a good education oh. at a public school, a charter school. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I don't know why I would need to go to a Catholic school. Well, what, what, I'm sure you've been asked that a, a thousand yeah. times. Well, what, what is your answer to that? What's the advantage? You know, here's what I will say is that I grew up in the Midwest in Indiana. And even though there were Catholic schools, no one ever came to tell our family that we believe this is for you. And so I did. I had a great public school experience. I, I didn't I, I didn't know any different. Right. Yeah. I didn't know. But what I also became very clear is that. My home faith and personal life was not something that I was able to take with me into the classroom, into that aspect of it. And it wasn't until I got to Notre Dame my freshman year, and it was that first week where I thought, oh my goodness, I can be my true self, not Veronica this one version and then Veronica 2.0 this other version, Mm -hmm. but rather I can be me and I can be fully me and what that space means. Um, And it was just so joyful to be able to have lived that for my college experience that I thought, man, what could this have been like if I would have had it sooner? Mm -hmm. And therefore, you know, when I, this program to be able to give back through the ACE program popped up, I thought I I, I want to be that person that does that. And my first site here was St. Cecilia with Lydia Torres, who's there back again now. Um, but being able to, you know, to have contact with their students and to be able to fully live my Catholic self, um, share my spiritual life. And then I also happened to be, I, I grew up in a, in a home where we only spoke Spanish. And so when I got to Notre Dame, I'm not sure if you'll know this, I did not know any of my prayers in English. Oh, really? <laughs> well, because I had only celebrated Mass in Spanish. We had done everything in Spanish. But but you spoke and, English well. Oh, I was fully, yeah, yes, yeah. I was fully bilingual, but again, it wasn't it wasn't my world. Yeah. And so yeah. I get to Notre Dame and I, I was the one that had to have the book <laughs> to, to follow along. And as people are singing and they're not even looking at the lyrics, I'm like, is there a CD I should have had? Because <laughs> I can sing all of this in Spanish. We can bust out with Alabaré and I will sing that. Alabaré. Hey, yay, you got it. So again, so when I got to St. Cecilia and I was able to then merge my Latino Catholic self then yeah. with my other side of it. Oh, it was just beautiful. That was the emergence of my own Latino Catholic self, by the way, Cecil. So, so, okay, uh, I, I know one. I know. I know one. Yeah, one song in Spanish. Congratulations! Oh, I, I love that so much. All right, uh, Dr. Veronica Alonso, thank you so much. Thanks for spending some extra time with us. And uh, uh, let's see the, uh, the 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 website. If people want to learn more about this event in particular, bishopsgolf.org. Is there a personal contact information or anything if people want to get a hold of you or ask? Well, where where should they go to learn more about Catholic schools? Yeah, the website for us is. CSODallas.org, or you can call our office 214-379-2800. All right, so that that is an, as in Catholic Schools of Dallas, right? CSODallas.org or 214-379-2800, and you can inquire about Catholic schools and how to support them or how to uh, perhaps send your uh, kids there. Or also, you know make what? let me give you a more direct line. Let's okay. try 214-379-2800. 3169. That'll get you in direct contact with Nellie Alcane. She's
by the phone right now to receive any <laughs> phone calls. I did I warn her. Lines are flooded. Okay, you got to take a late <laughs> lunch or an early lunch. So thank All you right, for having uh, me. Thank you for giving this opportunity. And thank you for those of you that are listening. Uh, we love to have your continued support through prayers, time, treasure, and talent. All right. Thank you very much, Dr. Alonzo. Uh, 214-379-3169. Probably get a busy tone because of all the calls that are coming through right now. But uh, great, great, to, great to talk with you. And uh, uh, this has been so much fun because uh, we, we were given a schedule and, and nothing has changed as far as the guests, but the ordering of the guests has changed a lot. And we're going to move on now to speaking about the halo uh, aspect of Catholic schools here in the Diocese of Dallas, and one name that has been synonymous with it, I think from the beginning, is Jane Kennecke, and uh, she's been in studio. We've interviewed her on this. Uh, uh, joined also uh, Father Alphonse Nazaro, who is currently the pastor of Mary Immaculate Parish, uh, <laughs> formerly of All Saints uh, uh, School and, and Parish in Dallas, now over at Mary Immaculate. And so, uh, welcome to you both, and uh, thanks for being here. Uh, why, why do they team the, the two of you up? Obviously, I uh, have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> Just uh, a good one-two punch for Catholic oh, schools, we, right? We are very blessed to have Father Alphonse on the Halo board. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Well, now, it's a blessing for me to be there, too. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, again, thanks for, for, for both of you for being here. And uh, I, I mean, Father Alphonse was just in studio last week with some of his students, and I was just talking about how whenever I talk to him about Catholic schools, he always seems to bring so much innovation and excitement to wherever he is. But let me, uh, Jane, begin with you. Uh, tell us about Halo, what it is. Uh, when Len Ruby was on, we were talking a little bit about the relationship between DEET and Catholic schools and Halo. But for those who missed that, uh, what is Halo? Yes. So HALO is a very unique organization in the nation. And I find this out more and more as I get to meet some, some others who support Catholic schools. It's a 501c3 public charity. So it's independent than any of the schools or the diocese. And that means that we get to work with more people who believe in the to say the value and values of Catholic education, people really understand the students who come out of this type of education are able to serve the community and corporations and other organizations uh, with great leadership mm -hmm. as well as just know-how. And so um, what makes us unique as an independent group is that we can do a couple of things. We align very closely with Veronica and the Catholic Schools Office and other Catholic school leaders on what they tell us are the biggest challenges they're facing. And so we help to do innovative projects that help them tackle those challenges. And then in addition, we provide a great efficiency. And so just like we were hearing about the Endowment Trust, uh, the HALO team is able to um, handle the allocations and distributions for the endowment trust and for the bishop's golf and so you know these folks don't have staffs or they're tiny staffs and so halo gets to act as their staff and we pull things all together and we help the organizations work more cohesively
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got a great job because you really get to bless a lot of, a lot of people, too. I mean, I'm sure every now and then you got to, you know, determine this person might be in better position than this person. So tough decisions that you all have to make. Uh, but in the end, you're blessing a lot of people. Let's uh, let's hear from the, the, the pastor's point of view. Uh, also, uh, big school, uh, Mary Immaculate, uh, and now, I guess, on the board of Halo as well. So, um, uh, Father Alphonse, tell us about what, what Halo means uh, to you as a, as a priest and also the head of a, of a big school in the Dallas Diocese. Right. Well, it's an honor to be on Halo, and I'm very grateful to Jane and all the individuals that started up this great organization. You know, Catholic schools are very dear to me, and I... I hate to see um, a school fail because uh, they just weren't able to help students and families that were in need. And of course, you know, we know with economic stress that families are facing, um, it, it's hard. It's hard to be able to um, pay a tuition. Um, it's hard to support um, while you're supporting a family at the same time. But Halo comes through uh, because they have the same idea and vision for all Catholic schools that every child that wants to attend a Catholic school should be able to do so. And, um, you know, there are plenty of generous people out there that are willing to help and support this initiative and get the funds necessary to help uh, children to attend Catholic school. Mm-hmm. And Jane, who, who qualifies do most people that you know have a, a goodwill interest in working with you and uh, and desiring uh, most of the time their success stories, or how challenging is it to get funds? So we get we get three times more applications each year than we are able to serve with the yeah. endowment trust and Bishop's Golf. Uh, but what that means is we we work diligently to make sure that we're getting the funds to those most in need. And then the great news is there are many other individuals and um, foundations and other organizations that also come in alongside us. So um, we end up as a, across the diocese schools, we help about 46% of the students get some sort of funding. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, as we were saying, so even for middle-class families, it's a much bigger decision than it used to be. And so trying to recognize how how do we help them to do that. Yeah. I love all all these, uh, you've you've got your cheerleaders here, don't you, Father? We have them here. Yeah, they're all all like, hey, there's our pastor. I'm looking at them, (laughs) and they have big smiles on their face, even though they're probably dying of the heat but um yeah i mean it just it just shows um the commitment that halo has to uh this golf tournament and uh supporting any way whatsoever students attending catholic school it's dear to their heart it's important they love it and for anybody that's out there that understands the importance of catholic education especially when you have all the things that are going on in public schools and how public schools, uh, the um, reading and math scores have been going down significantly over the past couple of years. They know, you know how important it is to, to educate children uh, academically, but above all, also in the faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's such a point. I mean, they're they're almost doing uh, the the work of Catholic schools for you mm-hmm. by doing so many things wrong and things that uh, make the headlines oh, yes. in public schools. That I've heard so many people say, you know, pull your kids out of public schools. We Come had on. a flood. We had a flood of children enrolled this year. We had over a hundred 
and 18 students enroll. That was the largest we've seen in a couple of years. And with it comes a challenge, right? Yeah, yeah. Finding the classrooms, finding the desks, uh, the teachers that will help support it. And uh, yeah, you know, because of people, uh, people, organizations like Halo, you know, we're able to do it. We, we received so much assistance this year through Halo, uh, the highest we've ever received before. And, uh, uh, you, you know, I, I think, Jane, you kind of hit on this a little bit, but I just wanted to kind of get everything to, together. As far as the, the, the bishop's uh, school office, like Dr. Alonzo uh, represents DEET, you've got the tournament, you've got all the schools. There's a lot of moving parts here. How does it all come together, and where does HALO fit in? So HALO is dedicated to seeing how we can help pull folks together. And mm-hmm. so... Um, a lot of it is about some of the processes we're making where it really does help to make things more streamlined and efficient. Um, we've uh, kind of taken down some some walls we didn't mean to have there where you know we're we're able to share with everyone here's what we're doing at these schools and it allows them to know where they can be of the most help. So um, you know, I'm I'm one of nine children, and I was always the mediator in the family, and so I just keep doing that with all the schools and all the organizations. And yeah, and it seems uh, and to be pulling it together. I know we were talking to uh, a previous guest uh, about how the, the whole landscape has changed so much. As far as I, I remember, even when I was younger, how inexpensive. Relatively speaking, it was for me to go to St. Patrick's School in Dallas and even even to go to Jesuit. Uh, everything has changed dramatically, and more people are in need of financial aid, aren't they? Yeah, the cost of education has risen tremendously. You know, like many things that, as we talk about, these young fam- families are, are needing to face. And so that's why, you know, we are excited as an independent organization to come from the outside and find some new ways to help pull this together because there's a lot of support sometimes it's harder than it should be to to help the schools and so that's a big part of what we've been doing is trying to pull down you know some disconnects that have maybe been in place or um, just figure out how we can create a better cohesion with all of the like-minded folks trying to help the schools and and especially the the students themselves. Mm-hmm. We're joined uh, Jane Kennecke with Halo, along with Father Alphonse Nazaro, pastor of uh, of uh, Mary Immaculate uh, Parish and uh, Big Catholic School there in uh, Farmers Branch as well. Father, as far as long as I've known you, you've been involved in Catholic education. I mean, from my first association with you at the Highlands, and then going from uh, to All Saints, and I don't know how many other stops you've made, but um, you, you and I've I, I've commented about your your innovativeness. Uh, and Dr. Lanz and I were talking about no no Catholic schools are exactly alike. It's not a cookie cutter that w- what you had at All Saints is not the same as what you have at Mary Immaculate. So right. h- how do you try to create a school that uniquely fits the students and the community in which you are so that it isn't just you know one size fits all? Right. I think you know definitely one of the, the advantages of the Catholic school system is that we can differentiate ourselves among others. Maintaining always the faith, the faith is essential, and making sure that the children leave the school in love with their faith, not just knowing their faith, but in love with it, which is transformative, right? It's, it's changing their lives. But it also, when, when I arrived at Mary Immaculate, I took a look 
at my community and I saw what was the need that we had or what was unique about Mary Macklin. I realized and discovered that so many families have their own businesses. Mm. They have their own business. And I was thinking what a great idea it would be to have a business program at the school so that children can learn about uh, personal finances, strategic investments, um, emerging technologies, including Bitcoin and blockchain technology and all that. I mean, so whenever you go to a community, a new community, you always take a look and see what's the reality of this community and how can children from these families benefit from the school. And so that's where that business program came in, and we just launched it this year. Uh, but, you know, one of the exciting things about Halo was the 139, right, that uh, they, they began. And really, that made a huge difference in uh, some of the schools in, in the diocese. Yeah, we are. Uh, I just got word that we're going to be making uh, room for the, the Bishop Burns to be on here in just a moment. I think his schedule is kind of tight, but I do want to wrap up and just, uh, Jane, if you could give our listeners uh, maybe a website or information where they can learn more about Halo, maybe a last word of encouragement for people to support it, uh, you know, like, like people are doing in the, the tournament today. You bet. So, HaloInitiative.org is the place to go to learn more about Halo. And uh, just very excited for people to support a student through tuition assistance programs like this golf tournament, to support a school however you can. They're each faced with helping uh, close the gap on, on getting a student there at the school. And then if you possibly can, uh, help us at Halo Initiative because we're really helping the school to work more like a system and uh, creating some efficiencies along the way. All right. Thank you, Jane Kennecke, HaloInitiative.org. And I want to try to get your website because uh, I, I botched it on the air last week. M-I-School. I'm glad I'm not the only one. M-I-School.org. It was so nice to have some of your ambassadors in the studio with us last week. The video just got posted this morning. Wonderful. I'm waiting for it. Exactly. I sent Yeah, okay. I'll send it over to you as well. Yeah, Definitely. All right. Thank, thank, thank you, you, Father thank Alphonse. You so uh, thanks, Appreciate Jane Kennedy, as thank well. Uh, broadcasting uh, live Bishop's Invitational Tournament here in Las Colinas. And uh, we're going to talk to the, the big cheese next. <laughs> I don't think he'll mind being referred to that. Uh, oh, Bishop Edward not. Burns, uh, who we've talked to several times uh, uh, during these broadcasts uh, here. And he, of course, is the uh, Bishop of the Dallas Diocese. And uh, we're here at the, uh, the, 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 the golf tournament, the Bishop's <laughs> Invitational. And uh, they are going to tee off at about 1 o'clock. And I think the biggest difference I see now, Cecil, is that a lot of these golf carts in front of us, although they haven't moved, most of them have the golf car, uh, clubs One in, step in, closer, in, something in, vital. In, in the back of them. And we welcome our esteemed guest, uh, Bishop Edward Burns. Uh, go ahead and grab the microphone of your choice, your choice uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Bishop Burns. Lots of options there. Well, uh, uh, good, uh, let's see, afternoon to you. Thank, well, thanks for taking time. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, it's great great to be with you and what a beautiful day for this what a great uh gathering of people here and i'm just grateful also to your listeners uh for being a part of this and participating from afar it's an event that uh has your name stamped on it well at least your title <laughs> as, as as bishop and so uh what, what what does this mean to you to schools in the diocese of dallas how important is this day and this event to you well first of all it speaks of the importance of Catholic schools. 
and the importance of Catholic schools embracing the mission of the church to educate. And with it, to educate in the environment of our faith, knowing that we as disciples of Jesus Christ follows him who is the way, the truth, and the life. Mm -hmm. And with it, I love the fact that our Catholic schools truly promote the truth. Yeah. And now more than ever do we need to hear the truth. Now more than ever do we need to form our children in the truth, to give them the foundation to live their lives in this world, in this society, at this time, knowing the truth and knowing the ability to use the spirit of discernment and what uh, pe what they are will be facing throughout their lives to be able to discern um, if it does indeed line up with, with Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. You look uh, perfectly for the part here with your kind of fedora hat and your shirt. And uh, are you actually going to be golfing today? Well, what will now your here, role be there? I was hoping that your listeners would think I was in my house cassock with my <laughs> I gave it away. And my zucchetto. Uh, now it's true. I have a Tommy Bahama hat on. <laughs> you kind of kind of blended in today, yeah, aren't you? I think I think this is a good, good Exactly. I'm I'm definitely not in the office today. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Which is a joy because there are so many people here who are not in their offices. They have taken time away from their work, away from their daily schedule away from their tasks in order to support Catholic education. I, you've heard me say this before, as the Bishop of the Diocese of Dallas, I'm absolutely privileged, humbled, and honored to shepherd this local diocese. The people here are just fantastic. And I also cherish our Catholic schools and the thousands of kids who are in our schools and the responsibility that we have to educate them to create the environment for for uh what is sacred also so this is just a joy to have a day like this to do some fundraising so that we can continue to do the good work that God has called us to do. Yeah, you know, you led right into the next question I was going to ask is just uh, the importance of a Catholic school. You know, the, the public schools basically educate, uh, and that's their role. But when you have a Catholic school, there is that, that uh, uh, spiritual element. There's the sacramental element. Typically, kids are preparing for their sacraments at Catholic schools as well. This is a, this is a, a big responsibility for these principals and, and teachers and educators in really trying to support what's already hopefully happening in the home uh, as far as the passing on of the faith and also the education as well. So, uh, like you say, this is what this is really all about today is supporting uh, that 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 whole uh, the, the the system of educating the mind, the the the, the heart, the, the the spirituality of these students as well. You are so correct. Um, you've heard the phrase: "Our goal is to get our students to college and to heaven." Um, there's more than just the temporal side. There's more than just the academic side. There's more than just the physical side and the uh, athletic side. There's the spiritual side, and we want our children to be well-rounded. We want them to be equipped, firing on all pistons through life. 
you know. All of that is, is just so very important. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are at the Bishop's Invitational Golf Tournament. 14,000 students in Catholic schools from yes. uh, the stats uh, that uh, I heard earlier. Bishop Edward Burns joining us uh, of the Diocese of Dallas. A lot of people I'm sure you're very grateful for from the, uh, the Merkels, Krista's oh. Health, anybody that you want to thank who's uh, made this day possible? <laughs> Absolutely. You know what? All our administrators, I'm, I'm looking at uh, Dr. Veronica Alonzo, who's overseeing our Catholic Schools office. We're in the search right now for a new superintendent of schools. Dr. Dr. Matthew Variki has, has moved on. And so we're in a search. We ask for prayers, you know, for the search. We're doing a national search. Um, and we're looking for, you know, some of our local talent also to step forward in the willingness. But I, I'm, I'm grateful to them. I'm grateful to the students who are here. I have to also say I press them to acknowledge that they are glad to be out of class. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty fun yeah. event to be at. <laughs> Yeah, we got cheerleaders. We got a lot of the oh, students yeah. here. We got some students coming on shortly. Oh, well, yeah. what else? And I understand we don't have a lot of time with you. I think you only have a few minutes. Uh, you're going to be running off to the next engagement. You let me know if that's the case. But I well, don't even have a watch. I yeah, yeah well, well, you've got three tw- minutes. Tw- I've been informed. Three minutes. So anyhow, yeah, so I'm grateful for so many people who really put this together. All the different organizations are doing it. And I'm also grateful for the wonderful people parishioners who have walked by trying to make me laugh while I'm on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> How dare they some do of that? Them. But I'm going to give them their penance later. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But what a great group. And I'm just <clears throat> also grateful to the listeners that um, offer their prayers of support for our Catholic schools. It's by God's grace that we do what we do. And we ask God that continue to bless our endeavors and give success to the work of our hands. Yes. Anything else, uh, even maybe not specifically related to Catholic schools, the diocese in general, any uh, new ventures oh, or uh, anything that you'd this. like to mention? Let me just share this with you. It was, it's interesting. I'm so proud of Peter Duckrum, who's overseeing our ministries office, and he pulled together just a wonderful page on our website. You go to cathdow.org. <clears throat> And as soon as you, as soon as it comes up on your screen, you got an entire list of parish fall festivals. Oh, we're, and we're at most of them. <laughs> I love are. it. Yeah, we yeah, are. yeah. I, you know, it's so funny when you start talking. I was gonna. I, I, what popped into my mind was fall festivals. Yes. 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 And you know what? I was just at. Um, I was just at Holy Family of Nazareth in Irving. Yeah. And they have theirs coming up this weekend. Uh huh. So I just installed their pastor on Saturday night. Father Jacob. Uh, yesterday, I just had the installation of Father Edwin Leonard. Yes, we heard about that yeah. at St. Anne's Carnival. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow! Yes. Yeah, we had Father Edwin on with us. And, uh, and Father, you know, just it's so, it, and I'm, I'm so happy that we're able to promote so many, like Father Jacob, you know, recently wrote a book, and he oh, yes. uh, interviewed uh, view, interviewed uh, with us on that we as well. We have wonderful priests in this diocese. Yes. We are blessed. I, one of our recently ordained priests, Father Garrett Bachman, is here, and he's <clears throat> he's assigned at All Saints, 
and he's he's with their their golf team. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, a lot going on, a lot of expansion, new new schools in development, exactly. I understand. Uh, and you're right, I have to get going now or I'm going to get fired. <laughs> Somebody, I don't uh, want to get a pink slip. <laughs> <laughs> that would not be good. Well, thanks no. for spending some time with us, no. uh, Bishop Burns. Good to see Thank you. Thank you, and blessings to you and, and to your listeners and all the, your good work. And you know what? Thank you so much for being here. This means a lot. Yeah, so, well, we, we wouldn't miss it, you know. Yeah, but you, it's just you, a long travel. It's so, so arduous, you know. When you take your show on the road like this, I love it. Yeah, so, yeah. And I, 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 I'd love to catch up with you at maybe some of those parish festivals, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll be at All Saints uh, this weekend uh, in Dallas. And uh, uh, you say Holy Family is going to have one. If, we, if we're not there physically, we're promoting them. Good and uh, we like, in fact, Father Castaneda just you, came up to me today and said, ours is October 22nd at St. Ma- you know, Mary's. One of the things I cherish as the bishop here is that the people are proud to be Catholic. Mm-hmm. And as the bishop, I want to make them all the more proud to be Catholic. You know, to really strengthen the, the Catholic community here in North Texas. You know, when Bishop Kelly was ordained, the Catholic community was 5% of the overall population, and there were 185,000 Catholics Mm. in North Texas. Today, there are 1.3 million Catholics in North Texas, and we are at 32% of the overall population. That's a huge increase. It is. It really, really is. And it's the fact, as you know, Dallas is growing. The Metroplex is growing. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are coming in, both from, from corporate um, from um, uh, south of the border, um, Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> My friends, that is a reference to the fact that I arrived here from Via Juneau, P- Alaska. P- Pittsburgh originally. All right, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. indeed. Those Alaskans, I'll tell you, they just uh, flooding yeah. here, aren't they? I didn't wear my ba- uh, Tommy Bahama hat often in Alaska. <laughs> Up there, I had earmuffs. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, a lot of lot of good things going on, uh, and congratulations. Well. Uh, good, good to spend some time with you and uh, we're at your service and thank you for your ongoing support uh, of, uh, you, of Catholic Radio. You good people are a blessing so thank you so much. Thank you. David, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, Nice nice to Blessings. see uh, Bishop Edward Burns of the Diocese of Dallas and I think uh, uh, Bishop Kelly is going to be joining us at some point as well. Who, who now? Uh, okay, Sissel has uh, had the task. Oh, the, the students from oh, yeah, Saint yeah. Uh, oh, they, they have to had follow the bishop. Yeah. Okay, no, no, the no. bishop was warming it up uh, for them. Yeah, no, okay. So All no, right. we uh, we met these uh, good students here earlier, and uh, you know I don't know when when I when I was uh, in uh, grade school, I think I would have been pretty intimidated if somebody had uh, thrown me on on the radio. But uh, we are not only going to be speaking to. Uh, three students, Walker, Frida, and Alexa. They are from St. Philip, St. Augustine Academy. Uh, but we also have the admissions director, uh, whose name is Adalia Mendez, uh, on with us as well. And uh, we welcome everybody. Got a, You got a microphone there, Walker? Okay, so uh, this is, uh, l- let's see, what we got? Walker sounds like this. Hi, Walker. How are you? Good. All right. Thanks for joining me. What grade are you in? Uh, seventh grade. Seventh grade. I'm just going to make some notes here. Okay. Seventh grade, and then we have Frida, and uh, well, y'all even sat in the order that I have you listed here. So, Frida, what grade are you in? Seventh grade. All right, another seventh grader, and Alexa, seventh grade also. Yes. All right, uh, very good. And then let me start with uh, Adalia Mendez, admissions director. Yes. Uh, thank you so much uh, for joining me. Uh, I do have some familiarity with with your school. One of your great teachers goes to my parish, uh, uh, Mr. Reese Parton. Uh, 
did you go to school there, or what is your, your personal background, and how did you get connected with the, the school? Sure. Well, first of all, we want to thank you for having us here. We really appreciate this opportunity, and it's an honor mm. for our school to um, be participating in here. Um, yes, uh, I've... I've been part of SPSA um, or Catholic Education since my brother, and um, all, all the, these events are uh, very important because at that moment, I remember I would always tell my mother, we can't, we can't. And um, at this time, when I had my my little girl, this is Frida, my... <laughs> this your daughter? Yes. Oh, okay, yes, okay. Uh, yeah, I can see the resemblance now, for sure, <laughs> yes, yeah. Yes, uh, when um, I would be like, you know, they're always going to go to Catholic school. They're always going to go to Catholic school. So I have another seven-year-old, and that's the same thing I always had in my mind. And you know what? I don't regret a single bit having them in there. Mm-hmm. Everything is wonderful. Everything that you expect in a child's education, it's there. Yeah, yeah. So brag about the the school a little bit. I know uh, a number of years ago there were two different uh, Catholic schools that merged into one academy, and that's been what at least uh, five six years uh, ago, yes, if not longer. Yes. Um, and now, how how is the dynamic of having uh, you know two two saints, two two schools that were brought together? Now that you've uh, that you, you, it's been that way for a number of years now. Yes. Well, you know, um, it was yes, it was a merge, and um, but you were really happy and we're very blessed because it's like we have St. Augustine Catholic Academy and plus we have St. Philip uh, Church together with us and they're both participating. We participate very well for, with both churches, with both parishes. We have family members that are from St. Augustine and family members that are from St. Philip. So that works really, really good. Uh, by merging together, it's just a big family. I mean, it's like uh, we connected right away. Yeah, very good. Well, I understand the the school is growing uh, very yes. fast. I want to get to that, but let me bring in some of these uh, wonderful students. I, I didn't realize wonderful was your own daughter here, and Frida. <laughs> um, have have any of y'all been at the school since like kindergarten, or been yes. uh, also all, you you both have been there since kindergarten? So this is your what eighth year, Walker, to be a, a student there. Yeah. Uh, what what is your favorite part of uh, of the school, St. Philip St. Augustine Academy? Uh, probably just the just the community and the teachers. Oh, okay. Yeah, good. You like the teachers, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, Frida, what about you? What do you like about the school? I love the school because um, it teaches us to be more successful in life. And um, it not only prepares us for, like, high school, but it prepares us more for, like, our future and... Yeah. 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 So. So. Yeah. It's uh, g- 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 gets you a good footing for the next yes. stage of your life, high school and beyond, because you got a whole, a whole lot of life in front of you, don't you? Yes. And uh, Alexa, um, tell us about the school and, and what is your favorite part of it. My favorite part about the school is that everyone um, is is a whole community, and we all are all together. We are um, we're just a nurturing community, and. The teachers are amazing. We have an amazing school. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, I always expect great academics at a Catholic school. I think that's always been the case. And what about activities? Are you all involved in any extracurriculars? Just go ahead and jump in, any of you, um, uh, or if you want to go one by one. Do you do anything uh, uh, extracurricularly, Walker? Uh, Yeah, I do uh, basketball. I'm in NJHS, um, and I do 
like some like math club and stuff. Oh, okay, that's okay. So ba- basketball has that uh, is that in season or that's a spring uh, sport, isn't it? Or yeah, it's okay, in, yeah, a little off season now, right? <laughs> okay, Frida, what about you? Do you do some extracurriculars? Yes, um, I actually I'm involved in volleyball and choir. Okay, and uh, Alexa. Um, I am in volleyball, NJHS, journalism club, um, choir. Uh, did I say choir? Uh, choir, um, altar serving, and yeah. Yeah, and uh, have y'all decided where you're going to go? And you've got another, you know, well, this year is just getting started, but then a whole another year uh, at, at the academy. And have y'all determined yet where you're going to go after uh, in, in in high school, or have you made that decision? Walker, where are you going to go? Uh, I plan on going to Bishop Lynch. Okay, great, great. I had a sister who graduated from Bishop Lynch. How about you, Frida? I have three options. Um, my first option is probably Cristo Rey. Yeah. Uh, the second one is Bishop Lynch and um, Ursuline. Oh, okay. Keeping the options open. Yes. Huh? How about you, Alexa? Um, Where do, I would also you like? have the same options as Frida, but I, my top one is Bishop Lynch. Yeah. Oh, okay. Very good. Uh, is there a teacher uh, or anybody at the school that has really made, meant a lot to you uh, that you'd like to speak about? Uh, uh, Frida, do you want to go first? I have two teachers. Um, one of them is my fifth grade teacher, Mrs. Fowler. She taught me to believe in myself and not doubt myself because doubting yourself is never going to get you anywhere mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. believe in myself because I remember once I really didn't I she asked me a question and I kept doubting myself and telling myself I didn't know but when when she came up to me and she said Always believe in yourself and never doubt because you're never going to get anywhere mm-hmm. doubting yourself. Yeah, amen. Yes. Good advice, yeah. 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 And then my other teacher is Mr. Pardon. He's my literature teacher, and every time I talk about him, it re- a quote uh, he told me along, uh, I think it was like, I think last week he told me, um, no, people don't need a life story, they need the answer. Mm-hmm. And that kind of encouraged me because whenever people ask you questions they don't want like your life story yeah. and yeah they just yeah, need kinda, the answer get, get right to the, uh, the yes. point huh? <laughs> 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 alright Alexa do you have a teacher that has been a lot yes. to you um, Mr. Pardon he is my also my literature teacher and my homeroom teacher um, he's very inspirational to me because he expects many things from us and also he is very you like he wants every the best for us he I, he really wants for us to do yeah. our best yeah you know? you know he goes to my parish yeah. i see him about all the time in fact i'm probably going to grab this audio and send it to him cuz yeah. uh, uh walker how about you is there any other any teacher that has meant a lot to you uh yeah my fifth grade teacher mrs Fowler. she yeah. really helped me to do better in school and helped me be uh I get better grades and be a better person. Yeah, very nice. Uh, I guess uh, we're going to have a, one more segment, right? But I, I, I want to get uh, uh, one, one last question. Uh, y'all can jump in. Uh, how, how do you think uh, your life would be any different if you weren't at a Catholic school? Or well, what does you know going to having a Catholic school education meant to you? Or why is it important to you? I Alexa? think it's important because we get to learn more about Jesus, who He really is. We go to church and, and encourage us to go to church more every Sunday. And if we were in a public school, on public schools, it would be really, really different because we wouldn't be going to church on 
any day on the week on the weekday because in our school we go on Thursdays. Um, so it it would encourage me a lot. Yeah. Uh, okay. Frida, anything, uh, Walker? We'll uh, we'll, we'll um, wrap up with this. Uh, uh, why does going to a Catholic school mean so much? It means a lot to me because we don't just talk about God or Jesus like once a time. We actually have Him every single day, and it's it probably would be very different going to a Catholic school. I mean, I've never experienced it. Yeah. But I think I think it would be very very different. Yeah, I think that means a lot that you both have brought up the spiritual elements yeah. of it uh, rather than just the academics or something like that. Walker, we'll close out with you. Anything else you want to say to brag about your uh, uh, your school, Saint Philip Saint Augustine Academy, before we uh, ask uh, uh, Miss uh, uh, Mendez uh, to, to to brag about the school a little bit as well, Walker? Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, it's really. I really like the going to mass every Thursday, yeah. weekly, and then uh, just learning about uh, just Jesus and yeah. religion. Wow. wow! All three of you mentioned Jesus. That's awesome. Yeah. You guys did so well. Thank You're you. like seasoned thank uh, radio you. professionals. So, th- so thank, thank you for you. taking some time. Thank you. And let me uh, just close out. Uh, Miss Adalia Mendez is admissions director. Yes. And uh, just you know, t- t- anything you want to say about the academy that uh, would help our listeners maybe get learn a little bit more about it. Maybe check it out if it's a good fit for their children. Sure. You know, and just in. Um in our mission statement, we could e- we could give you all that information, and I would like for all of our, our three students to uh, say it at the same time. Okay, so SPSA Catholic Academy, Academy promotes gospel values, inspires a love of learning, and upholds academic excellence in a nurturing community. <laughs> very good. Y'all have it memorized. Huh? Is that required of all the students to every memorize morning. that? Every uh, oh, morning. Oh, they say it every morning. After uh, the Pledge yeah, of Allegiance. You got you to gotta keep repeating that to, to mm-hmm. kind of re- remind yourself of why you're there and what the school, the academy is all about, huh? Yes. Uh, well, good. Uh, well, is there a website or uh, how can people get a hold of uh, you or the principal or any if they'd like to? Yes. Um, they could go on to spsacatholic.org. Okay. spsacatholic. Like Dot org. Dot org, okay. uh-huh. And they have all of e- our emails, uh, admission information, and they're more than welcome to stop by. We're at 8151 Military Avenue, uh, Dallas, Texas, 75227, or they could give us a call at any time, 214-381-4973. Okay, 214-381-4973 or spsacatholic.org. Yes, uh, okay. correct. Thank you so much. Thanks Thank to you. these wonderful students. Thank uh, you. you picked uh, three good ones to uh, represent the school. So uh, y'all have a great rest of your day. I hope you have fun you here, too. okay? Thank you. Thank it was you. hard to pick because they're all great. Oh, yeah, right, right. But you <laughs> had to, you have the creme de la creme right here. Huh? <laughs> all right, thank <laughs> Among you very much. Among some other creme de la creme there as well. Thank you. Thanks, y'all. Thank y'all you. Did, Thank y'all you. did a great job. Uh, we're broadcasting live the Bishop's Invitational here in Las Colinas. Uh, just a stone's throw from uh, where we office uh, here in Las Colinas. And I think we're going to close out the program, and Cecil can confirm this, with uh, Bishop uh, Greg Kelly uh, who is, uh, and uh, Chris Turner as well. And uh, they're going to kind of give the, the, the final remarks and information about what's going on here today. Bishop Kelly, of course, the auxiliary bishop of the Diocese of Dallas. Chris Taylor is, I, I should say, funeral director, Dignity Memorial Sparkman Hillcrest Funeral Home, and has been uh, involved in Catholic education for many years and uh, and has been a frequent guest on this live broadcast uh, as well. Cecil has been uh, running around doing a, a whole lot of uh, duty. 
Lisa. Are you officially the Cal- the Roman Catholic reporter? I is think that what so, it is? or at least the Roman Catholic grabber of guests. <laughs> <laughs> That's been my official. I also really want to thank Kelly, who's been very, very helpful um, gathering everybody. For yeah, me. I mean, they've always uh, taken such good care Absolutely. of us. I mean, Robin, uh, I mean, you should see the notes. I mean, oh, I know you've fantastic. seen them, the notes that they've given us. I emailed her last night. I said, you, you made it so easy on us. I mean, so uh, we've saved the, the very best for last, but don't tell our other guests we said that, okay? <laughs> uh, Bishop Greg Kelly, of course, the Auxiliary Bishop of the Diocese of Dallas, along with Chris Taylor, uh, with Dignity Memorial Sparkman Hillcrest Funeral Home in Dallas. Uh, so, uh, Bishop Kelly, go ahead and grab the your mic of choice. Uh, thanks for spending some time with us. Uh, good to see you. You're welcome, David. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Cecil. Good to see you both. Um, yeah. your, your own um, personal uh, Catholic... Um, we just had a little bit of a mishap. A, a gentleman fell in front of us, and so that's why there was a little bit of a pause. Looks like he's he's okay. Um, uh, so your, your own uh, personal testimony of Catholic education. Uh, what what does it mean for you growing up and now as a, as a bishop? Well, I was uh, the recipient of 18 years of Catholic education, eight years at Sacred Heart School in Colorado Springs, Colorado, where I grew up four at St. Mary's High School, and then six at uh, Holy Trinity Seminary, University of Dallas. And I think at first I just thought that the world came with Catholic schools. I didn't know there was anything else uh, around. And, you know, I never thought about the people who built the place or the sisters who and others who sacrificed to be there. It was just, you know, part of the world that came to me. And, you know, being in the older and seeing what it takes to sustain Catholic schools, you know, I just realized that all that was going on um, back then, we used to have the uh, the, the uh, Halloween carnival every year. To it was a fundraiser for the school. I just thought it was a fun event for the kids. I never realized how hard the adults were working and 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 how much it uh, it helped sustain the the school over all those years. Bishop Burns was on with us a moment ago, and he he used you as an example of when you arrived in the Dallas Diocese. The percentage of Catholics here, a percentage of people who are Catholic as opposed to now and how it has grown exponentially, not only in the percentage of Catholics, but also just the sheer numbers. And uh, that, of course, also is reflective of the need for Catholic school education as well, because it's, it's grown phenomenally uh, uh, since, I guess, the days of early days of you being a, a, a priest and uh, seminary. I was ordained a priest. Bishop Burns may have spoken about this. I was ordained a priest in 1982 for Dallas. And it was, uh, we were about 5% of the population. The total number of Catholics was somewhere around 185,000, which took in what's now the Diocese of Tyler, the whole northeast corner of Texas. Uh, today, we're uh, you know, 1.2, 1.3 million Catholics in a much smaller area, probably well over 30% of the population. You know, so uh, with so much migration coming from the north, from the south, you know, so many people come here because of uh, economic opportunity, business opportunity. Um, so, I mean, it really has changed dramatically over those years. Yes. Yeah. Chris Taylor also here, as I mentioned, funeral director, Dignity Memorial Sparkman Hillcrest Funeral Home. Um, Chris, uh, tell us your own personal connection with Catholic schools and well, what is your involvement so with this? So, the, the question that uh, Bishop Kelly just answered about Catholic education uh, was very important to me uh, as a young man because the nuns basically didn't know what to do with me because I was bouncing off the wall. So I went out on many funerals, and that's the the, the reason that I'm a funeral director today uh, because I I learned about funerals and I wanted to be a part of that. So it's all good. 
Yeah, that's a very unique uh, industry that yeah. uh, takes a very special kind of person. How long have you been involved in this Bishop's Invitational yeah. Tournament? Since uh, since the outset of it 12 years ago. Yeah. Uh, and and I look forward to being a volunteer every year and taking Bishop Kelly around. It's all really, really good. Yeah, and are, are you all sponsors of the event? Yeah, uh, we uh, do, but... Okay. but, but the raise, the raising of money that that is done is amazing. Uh, I love to tell the story about Don Hanratty talked to Bishop Farrell uh, a few years ago, and he said Bishop B- Bishop uh, didn't really want a golf tournament because he didn't want to raise two hundred thousand. And Don Hanratty said, Bishop, we're going to raise a lot more than two hundred two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Okay, so then the money started pouring in, and Bishop uh, Farrell said. Well, I think we're going to have that every year. So we do. <laughs> well, that, that was uh, yeah, that was a true prediction because here we are, twelfth uh, year, I think. Uh, this yes. is twelfth year. Yeah, yes. uh, Bishop Kelly, tell us about uh, this event. We've talked a number of times over the last couple of hours about we're on radio, so people can't really picture it. But the golf carts and the cheerleaders and the students, and in fact, they, at one point they were they were cheering, and so you could hear the ambient noise in the background. Uh, what is your favorite part of being here and interacting with all the folks out? here you know probably two things uh, one is trying to get here early to see who comes from one of the catholic schools because they always have kids to welcome people they had a group from mary immaculate to uh, their little drill team and a cheerleading group from i think st bernard's so just to see you know in person the some of the kids that this benefits personally their their classmates you know that uh, kids that would not be able to walk into the door of a Catholic school without the, you know these kind of funds available to help them do that, and you know kids that are very gifted and, and bright and enthusiastic, and and without some of the means that are necessary to do that, and but, you know I think it's been very important to keep the Catholic schools open to all children and not just uh, children that can afford to go on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been invited, you said you were uh, ordained in 1982, I think you said, uh, so you've been around a long time, I know, uh, at St. Gabriel and McKinney. Were you the, the founding pastor of that parish? Uh, yes, although there was a committee that had the whole thing organized by the time I got there, so I always feel like, you know, they, they put the founding, I just jumped on a moving train. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I remember the old Mango Lecture Series, and uh, I think that came from a homily that you gave one time. Right. So you you left, you definitely left your stamp at that parish because I know they still talk about you uh, uh, quite often. Uh, this tournament itself, have you been to all of them? Uh, any you know memories or stories or anecdotes that uh, make they make this a special day for you? You know, again, it's just the the, the, the consistency of the event, the kind of. Uh, of energy that uh, rallies around this. I mean, people are so enthusiastic about coming out. They love playing. They love playing golf, but they also love the the effect of it. You know, to know that it really does benefit you know, members of the younger members of the Catholic community in the Diocese of Dallas. And and so, and I always enjoy riding around and and why uh, with Chris Taylor and meeting all the golfers. I'm, I'm much better at watching golf than I am playing. So. <laughs> we are so, too. It yes. doesn't take as much skill, does it, to watch yes. it? I mean, yeah. You know, as the old saying goes. Sometimes golf just ruins a good walk. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. That's great. Uh, Chris, why, why the passion that you have for raising money, supporting schools, uh, supporting Catholic education? That's an interesting question. The, the whole thing about uh, Catholic education, um, my, my son and I, who's now 33 next month, so my son and I had a, a conversation while he was uh, – 
at TCU. And I said, okay, you, you've had all this education. What did mom and I do right? And he said, well, you did a lot right because the education that I've had, the Catholic education, has been important to me. And so between St. Mark's in Plano and, and, and Jesuit in Dallas, it's, it's really good. So, yeah, it's, uh, raising money for this is, uh, is a no-brainer for me. Yeah, very good. Yeah, Bishop's uh, Invitational. We're down to our last couple of minutes. Hard to believe that the uh, two hours have already passed by. Speaking with uh, Bishop Greg Kelly, the Auxiliary Bishop of the Dallas Diocese, and Chris Taylor with Dignity Memorial Sparkman Hillcrest Funeral Home. And uh, Bishop Kelly, I guess a, a good way to, to close out the broadcast is just to talk about why we're here today and the value of Catholic education. A lot of options people have. Uh, Father Alphonse was talking about, you know, the state of public schools and how I think like 100 20 new students just to Mary Immaculate uh, this year alone. Uh, why do you think, and uh, you know, overall, three uh, percent increase in enrollment uh, year to year for the the, the the Catholic schools? Well, why why do you think parents this is a good choice for for, for Catholic parents or or even non-Catholic uh, parents? A Catholic education enables really to treat the whole person. Um, you know, to, to act like people have spirits, to act like they have minds and hearts and you know, hunger for God, you can touch on the whole, on the whole person and in an integrated way and also provide an education with the curriculum that we think is important you know, you know, across a broad range of subjects, you know, including religion, to, to be able to have, to, 